0: Welcome to the Tell It Abs It Is podcast, your home for everything Colorado Avalanche on the Hockey Podcast Network.
1: The Colorado Avalanche have won the Stanley Cup. Raymond Barr, a dream, has come across. Beach of McKinnon racing and shoots and scores, Nathan Mack. McKinnon, <laughs> right the two, Here's your hosts, Griffin Youngs and Christian Boulay. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Teledabs It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. I am Griffin Youngs, joined by Christian Boulay, as always, and Christian There's no point to dancing around it. Holy shit. Kale McCarr. Oh, my God.
0: Uh, There's a video of Griffin and I from our live stream last night acting like uh, probably like five-year-old boys um, when they, like, see – I don't even know what they see, like, when they go to Chuck E. Cheese maybe. Probably aging myself there. Um, Yeah, we acted like a bunch of five-year-olds after that goal, and I still have watched that goal probably – over under 30 times today. And I still am just in amazement how he pulled that off. I
1: I just don't know. I've watched it a million times and poor Kirby doc. I mean, he's got to just retire and become a family man after this. He, you can't show your face again.
0: Yeah, he, he can't. I mean, it was just the way he lulled him to sleep. And then his edge work was ridiculous. And then the move on flurry was even more like every part of the game or every part of that play. Just got better and better, and I'm—I don't know how he did it. I still don't know how he did it. But the answer to that is, he's Kale fucking McCarr. That's and how he
1: did it. The the way he explains it in like the millions of interviews he did after the game, like he read Kirby Doc like a book. It's like, oh, the the guy they had on me, whoever it is, first has such salt in the wound. Like Kirby, you got to retire, buddy. You can't you can't get danced like that and then just be called whoever they had covering me. Oh, my Lord. The dis- It's been a tough 24 hours for Kirby talk.
0: Been real tough for him.
1: But yeah, the, the way Kale described that goal is like, yeah, the guy, whoever they had covered me was playing me too high. So I figured I'd just take it to the net like it was that simple. It's just such, what a cold explanation.
0: Well, and it's the perfect, perfect explanation because you think most defensemen in the NHL when they're not going to do that, like they Those just the are. players
1: in the NHL yeah. are not going to do that, period.
0: They just aren't going to do that. So you play it high because you know when three-on-three hockey teams only care about possession, so they only attack when it's the perfect time to attack. And Kale McCarr was like, oh, this is a perfect time to attack. I'm going to go and make a highlight reel goal um, look easy. Yeah,
1: I'm going to shatter this man's ankles in front of all of his fans, then dance on the goalie and win this game just by myself just because he's playing me a little high. Because you, you, you can't give Kale
0: McCarr any
1: room. I mean, you he's can't. he cemented his Norris last night.
0: He did. Morning. He did. And I, I don't know if you saw it, because just because I've watched the gold 95 times, there's a Blackhawks fan standing up on the boards, like patting the boards. And then McCarr makes that move. And you can just see the dude go, oh, shit. Oh, no. Oh, shit. <laughs> I did see that. And I I don't know why I found that so funny, but just watching that was peak, peak comedy for me. But I like I said, man, no player should be able to do that, let alone a defenseman. No. He, he made it look easy.
1: No, it's easily up there in the top three for goal of the year with McDavid and the the Zegras pass it easily.
0: That's a goal you expect McDavid to make. Yeah. Like that's a move you expect McDavid to make. And Kale McCarr did it with relative ease.
1: Yeah. There was no problem once. He made it look like he just does that all the time.
0: Yeah. Another, my favorite part of that goal too, is that, Nathan McKinnon and Gabe Landisog continue their point streaks on a the play. They really didn't do anything <laughs> like McKinnon <laughs> got the primary and I think Landisog got the secondary and they just kind of stood there and yeah. watched Gil McCarr take over. Yeah, um,
1: do his thing. And all of a sudden McKinnon's on 11 game point streak. But what did I say? Landisog was last episode, like I think he was nine. at 10 too. Yeah. It was like nine or 10. So he keeps yeah. that one up. I loved McKinnon's reaction after the goal just skating up to it. Like, oh my
0: God. <laughs> Did you see the picture of his face? The abs yeah. put on Instagram today. That was so funny, dude, because I, I had the exact same reaction. I'm glad to know me and Nathan McKinnon have one thing in common. And we both had the same reaction to Kale McCarr's goal. It's yeah, the only thing we have in common. You're
1: not no. human. If you didn't look at that goal, yeah. you're like, Oh my God.
0: Yeah. It was a crazy play of what was a really fucking good hockey
1: game. Like I, to me, one of the most, tense games of the season for sure because it, it was started great, great started great in the first period then it got shit in the second then it got worse early in the third then battled back in the third and that that overtime is probably the most entertaining ot i've watched this season
0: one of i i don't know if you watch the rangers uh maple leafs game from yeah the, the one year, from earlier here there was no, this was one's crazy too. this one's up there too both teams hit posts back to back Back to back. I mean, Logan O'Connor was almost the hero. Then Jonathan Taves would have probably had his first multi-goal game of the year. And it was just, it was a really fun hockey game. I don't know if it would have been as fun if the Avs lost, but since they won, it was a damn good hockey game.
1: Yeah. Just from start to finish. It started a bit slow in the first 10 minutes Avs pick it up and score two, then just an awful second period. Just a truly terrible second. Started even worse in the third, giving up those two. But there was something I said after we gave up that third goal to be behind for the first time. I was like, this is the kind of game that every team has to deal with at some point during the season, no matter how good you are. You're going to blow a lead. You're going to blow it quickly. And you got to do something about it. Because you're only down one and you have 16 minutes left to play. There's no time to to get down on yourself. This is a, a punk test. To test of your medal to find out what you do in a stressful situation and they they handled it very well they they yeah. answered the call
0: they answered the call and I thought from after to bring its second goal the Avs dominated the rest of that period
1: yeah it, it really wasn't even close I mean the Blackhawks were playing good defense but we had the puck most of the time
0: yeah it, it was a really good response I thought and just like you said it that team needed that because One good thing about the abs this year is they've been crushing teams. They haven't been playing in a ton of close games and in the past couple close games, they've, they've won them. I mean, I think back to the Panthers game, I think back to the ducks game. And now you add this Blackhawks game in the abs are showing that they can win close games. And that's going to be important as we move on to the regular season or the postseason. excuse me.
1: Yeah. I mean, when you get to the playoffs and the regular season, it's nice to have your seven to three wins and stuff like that but it's the games where you win 3-2 against florida like you were saying or even the 4-2 game against the rangers where it got close at the end and you're down 2 nothing to the ducks you come back and you win that game with a minute to go and you have to battle back after you blow a lead in this one and win it in overtime off of a beautiful play and a, a very dirty goal by eric johnson to to tie that game at three. That's the kind of stuff you need in the playoffs. Those are the games that you win in the postseason that we didn't win at all last year in the regular season because we just crushed teams. And so, like, have those like I said on the live stream, a lot of the times when the Az got punched in the mouth last year during the regular season, those very few times, mm. they never came back. They just, those games were just like disasters.
0: Yeah. And it, it, they'd come back the next game and then just blow out the other team. But This year, they've done it. I mean, they came back in the Ducks game. They were down 2-1 going into the third in that game. And then they were down 3-2 in this game after blowing a lead. And I wanted to see that because the last time they had really blown a lead was against Columbus in those back-to-back games. And they lost both of those. Yeah. And those were probably some of the lower points of this early regular season, I'd say. I'd say it was the,
1: the lowest point of the regular season so far. I think that was the point me and you were like, okay. This is a problem now, and then they immediately turn it around.
0: And then they immediately turn around. Uh, My favorite stat was there: the ABS were like eleven and zero now, twelve and zero after leading after the first period. Yeah, twelve and zero now, twelve and zero now after leading the first period. And then they have a ridiculous stat. I don't know off the top of my head because I'm gonna butcher it, but when they score the first goal, they have a ridiculously good record too. Um, So it's good to have these games. They're not good for a fan because. They cause anxiety. I think we were talking about that on the live stream last night. Like we should not care this much about a regular season no. game, because in two weeks we're going to completely forget about this game because it means nothing. But at, in the moment, that was one of a that was a really fun hockey game to watch. So I was happy the abs pulled it out. It is always good to have those type of games. Um, but when we were talking about this a little bit off air. When the abs turned it on, there was a significant gap between them and Chicago. It right. was just that second period. I don't know what happened in the intermission. Uh, it was just not a good period. It was no. not a good period. Yeah, and we can go
1: through the game a little bit in sequential order. We could start in the first. So, like I said earlier, the first ten minutes were were pretty slow. The yeah. Blackhawks had like a two to one lead in shots, and then all of a sudden, by the end of the period, we had like sixteen.
0: Yeah, it was fourteen to five. I think after the first period. Yeah. So, and all
1: of a sudden, we just completely turned it on. We bury two goals. Eric Johnson gets one. Newhook gets the other, and it was—they just showed how much in a different class they are than the yeah. Blackhawks.
0: It it could have been a lot bigger. I mean, Marc Andre Fleury what made was? some remarkable saves in the first period to keep the Blackhawks in that game. Yeah, uh, I specifically remember he robbed Joost and then he robbed Miko too on just beautiful that first passing play to Joost where Taves and McCar I think set him up. That was a ridiculous save. And then the one from Miko was, I think McKinnon set him up on the power play. Yes. And there are two great toe saves. Um, but in that first period, I i think we both thought the Avs are going to win this game like 5-1. to one, right? yeah. it, it was going to be a blowout. Yeah, we and... came into the game thinking they were going to score 5. We came
1: out of the first thinking they're easily going to score 5 in this game. And not to brush past the Alex Newhook goal, which was very, very pretty. The Blackhawks didn't have any answers in the first nope. period which made it the more strange once we got to the second.
0: Yeah, it, w- it was a great first period. We'll give Newhook his shine. That goal was beautiful. The patience he showed on that goal, and then just to roof it on the backhand, chef's kiss. That was a beautiful goal from Newhook um, that I think we're going to start to come to expect from him because ever since he's coming back up, I can't think of a time he scored an ugly goal. Like, it hasn't been greasy goals. they all been style goals. Yeah, so... I'm really happy with how Newhook played in that first period and how he plays. he's played since it's been up. Um, And then Eric Johnson, we'll talk more about him. He had a renaissance game. We thought it was Eric Johnson from five years ago. Um, He was fantastic in this game as well. So, yeah, that first period was fantastic. And then the second period happened, and uh, I think all AFS fans were collectively saying, what the fuck's going on?
1: Yeah, we were on the live stream going like, what's happening here? We had such a good first period. I don't think we've
0: had the puck the entire time. No, Chicago dominated that period. It wasn't even close. Like they closed that, it was 14-5 after the first period. I think they were up 16-15 to with like six minutes left in the second.
1: Yeah, like we they dominated we finally, that period. We finally got some shots towards the end of the period to bring our total up to seven. But th- there was a point in time where like, we might be down before the period is over.
0: Yeah. And it goes shout out to Darcy Kemper because without Darcy Kemper, that game's a lot, totally different. I know Kemper ended up allowing three, but all three, there was not much he can do. Yeah. They, I mean, they were not his fault at all.
1: The t- the Taze one was a bouncing puck. I've, I've had my gripes about his rebound control, but there's nothing he can do about that one.
0: No, on the there, was not, goal. there was nothing to do. And he almost made a
1: ridiculous save. He, he almost made the save just ent whistle got the puck through and Taze literally just tapped it into an open net. Like there's, yeah. al- there's only so much a goalie can do there.
0: Yeah. I think I speak for majority of Avs fans. I-, I was, I felt like we were lucky to be up two one going into the third. Oh yeah. I took that as a big victory going yeah. into the third period. It didn't last very long, but. No. But the second period, there's not much to talk about for the Avs other than Darcy Kemper was great and the Avs weren't very good. So I think we both expected a big third period and It ended up being a big third period, but it just came about five minutes after when we needed it to start, I'd say.
1: Yeah, the start of the third period, there are much better ways to go about it, I would say, other than immediately putting yourself in a five-on-three situation. I'd say that's less
0: than ideal. Yeah, that five-on-three was brutal. Uh, I I think we both agree that the McKinnon penalty, like, it's close, but that's a penalty. Yeah. Like penalty. If it happened to us, I would say it's a penalty. Yeah. It's a penalty. And then the Jost one, I mean, he played the puck out of the
1: puck clean out of play. Like there's, yeah. there's no if fans or buts about that. That's a penalty a hundred percent of the time, no matter the situation.
0: Yeah. And it was a good call and it was five on three and it started. Okay. The five on three, I thought like we, we, we killed off like the first 35 seconds of it. Um, and then Patrick Kane made a ridiculous pass to DeBrinket, and DeBrinket roofed it. That was a beautiful shot.
1: Yeah. Kemper almost had it too. It yeah, got almost because DeBrinket actually shot it low and it rang off of Kemper's skate and went into the top of the net. He was a centimeter away from having a, a flurry like save that yeah. he did in the first period, but nothing he can do on that. It's a beautiful cross crease pass from Patrick Kane to DeBrinket, who's one of the most underrated snipers in the league. And yeah. all of a sudden the game was tied And we were not out of the woods yet because we still had to kill off the the delay of game. We still were a man down, and it scores again. Less than it was literally forty seconds later, he scores again on the power play, and three minutes into the third, we're losing.
0: Yeah, we're losing, and I think we both agreed it 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 kind of was rightfully deserved. Like the Blackhawks have played a really good game; they deserved to have the lead at that point. Um, And we'll talk about this. I know we talked about in the last episode the abs PK is still if there's one gripe you can have with this team, it's their penalty kill.
1: Yeah. And we miss, we miss Val a lot. Yeah. We've missed them a lot. These last two games on
0: the penalty kill. You're missing Val big time. You're one for three on the PK, which just, it's not very good. Granted it was on the road, but it hasn't been much better at home. So hopefully when Val comes back, it gets a little bit better, but one for three, you're lucky to win games. If you go one for three on the PK, like you're lucky to win games.
1: Yeah, I mean, Val just brings another dimension to the penalty kill. It's, it's noticeable when Val's not in the lineup. We talked about it after the Ducks game, too. It's really noticeable when he's not there.
0: Yeah, he, he's become one of the more important players for the abs, which if you had told me that at the beginning of the year, I would have told you you were crazy. But now it's it's very, very noticeable how you need him in the lineup because he just offers so much offensively and defensively.
1: Yeah, and the coverage on the five-on-three, there's not a ton you can really do about that. But the the zone entry for the Blackhawks on the second power play goal was it's just a bit too easy.
0: Yeah, someone needs
1: to have DeBrinket trailing the play.
0: Yeah, someone has to. I think JT Comper tried to recover, but he. He, he, he was way out of position yeah. for that. I mean, it doesn't help
1: that Jost is in the box too.
0: Yeah, it doesn't help, but I still, I still like that's my one gripe with this team is the PK. There's not many because this team's really fucking good, but the PK is definitely something that we need to continue to work on.
1: Yeah. So at this point, all of a sudden it's 3-2 for the Hawks. And I, I immediately said it on the live stream and I said it earlier in the show. It's a punk test. You blew the lead. You were up two to nothing and you blew it. Two goals in 40 seconds. So either you can crumble and chalk this one up to just a poor second and third period or you can do something about it. You have to find a way to get this game tied, at least get a point out of this on the road. And they played very well after that goal. I was surprised. It's almost like for once that kind of goal woke them up. I was like, okay, we actually have to start playing. I'm not usually used to seeing that. Like you see no. the that... Two goals in forty seconds go in, and then your the team actually responds like, okay, maybe we should start trying now.
0: Yeah, usually that's backbreaking. Like, but for the abs, I agree with you. It was like, okay, we need to start playing better. Like, this can't keep happening.
1: Yeah, I, I did. Do, I don't get momentum sometimes. Yeah, I, I mean, you have a great first period. Blackhawks come out and dominate the second. And we were talking during intermission like, well, hopefully we get that same pep talk going into the third. You give up two goals immediately. And then we decide to play.
0: Yeah, it's so weird. It. Uh, maybe it's just because they're such a good team that's like, okay, we should we, this shouldn't be happening right now. Um, and credit to them, like after that second goal, the Avs owned that third period. They owned it. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't ball, remember the, the Blackhawks had a chance at the end of the third period that I remember was like dangerous. Other than that, I don't really remember any dangerous chances for the Blackhawks in that game, in the third period, excuse me. Hey,
1: everybody. Hope you've been enjoying this episode so far, interrupting to bring you a word from our brand new sponsors at Manscaped. (laughs) The ball has officially dropped, but that does not mean you have to drop the ball on your balls. It's time you bring sexy back in 2022 and step your game up with Manscaped's performance package 4.0. Join the 4 million men worldwide worldwide who trust Manscaped to help them ring in the new year with the right tools for the job. Go to manscaped.com and use code AVSITIS for 20% off plus free shipping.
0: Griffin, it's almost 2022. It's time to ramp up your exercise and grooming routine this year for maximum gains.
1: You know, and what better way to do that than with Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0, containing six essential tools for the ultimate below-the-waist grooming routine. Inside the Performance Package 4.0, you'll find the signature Lawnmower 4.0. This electric trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin and also comes equipped with advanced skin safe technology to reduce cuts and nicks on your delicate nuts. We've all had our horror stories in the past, but Manscaped takes those possibilities away for you. So you've got nothing to worry about. And best of all, it also comes equipped with a 4000K LED spotlight that will shine a light to the promised land 2022 is going to be.
0: And Griffin, it's also time to freshen up down there for the new year. The Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. It's fantastic. And for on-the-go freshness after you leave the gym, you'll love the Crop Reviver Ball Toner Spray.
1: And Manscaped even threw in the Shed Travel Bag to keep all your goodies stored comfortably. And speaking of comfort, the Manscaped anti-chafing boxer briefs are also included and will bring your boys down south to the next level.
0: And Griffin, we can't forget about this. Manscaped also wants to go beyond the groin this year. With their new refined cologne, which offers a light yet masculine, pleasing fragrance. It is fantastic, guys. I love it.
1: Yep. Manscaped, ever since they sent me this package, has changed the way I shave. And I'm not kidding at all when I said I thought I was happy with my old razor. The performance package 4.0 has just made me feel a lot better. So get 20% off plus free shipping with the code ABSITIS at manscaped.com. Again, that's 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com with code ABS. It is Have no regrets this year with our friends at Manscaped. Yeah, and the thing, we said it earlier, it's like when the abs turn it on, we're very clearly the better team here. Oh, wait, yeah. It's not even close. Yeah, it's without question we're the better team. In the first period, it was apparent. In the second period, we just weren't really doing anything. The Hawks were clogging up the neutral zone. And then in the later half of the third, it was very clear again that the, like these guys are just not on our level.
0: No. No, they aren't. And once the Avs scored that third goal, I thought they were going to win it in regulation. I really did. Because you could, tell, you could tell the Blackhawks were dejected after that goal. Like their, their whole body language changed. And I thought they were going to win it. But, I mean, you still secured a point even if you lose an OT, which – We both know the abs in OT is just, you never know what you're going to get.
1: Yeah, They they should be a lot
0: better in OT, but they aren't. They aren't very good in three-on-three OT. I will never understand why, but they just
1: aren't. Yeah, it's never made any sense. But even just going back to that third period, the Blackhawks, I thought defensively were playing well, and they were definitely dejected because the goal that Eric Johnson scored was very, very playoff-esque, just the, the shot from the board's through traffic goes off a defenseman, and then for his second goal of the game, which is very rare to say, but you were right. After that goal went in, you could tell Flurry and everyone else just like God, fucking damn it, that one's the one that goes in after yeah. we defended everything else so well.
0: Because he Flurry was playing an outstanding game, which we talked about on the live stream. You had to take advantage of his rust because he was coming back from COVID. Well, he shook that rust off pretty quick, yeah, and he was he, was, he was vintage Flurry last night. And you still found a way to beat him. So, yeah, that third goal was, I don't think either of us, like we both were looking at each other and we thought, okay, that's a, uh, that had to hit someone. Like that, that had to hit another player. The only way EJ got a second. And lo and behold, it just, for once, I feel like with those bounce, that bounce went our way. I feel like usually those bounces don't go the Avs way. I feel like it always happens against it us. It always,
1: it always goes against us. But we finally got that bounce off of the, ha- I thought it hit Kadri when I first that's looked bad. Yeah. I mean, speaking but, of Kadri, he's still picked up two points in this
0: game again. He's, he just doesn't he's, stop. I, I think we just need to come to expect it now. Yeah. like it's He just up. keeps scoring. It's past the point of like, oh, this is a good little story. Now it's just like, it's every night. Yeah, It's, it's every it's,
1: night. He's He has 41 points right now. The only people ahead of him are Huberto, Ovechkin, Dreisaitl, and McDavid. Like, th- this is a thing. He's at 41 already. He's top five in the league. He's ahead of Stamkos and Kaprizov.
0: Mm-hmm. It, that's what missed games too.
1: Like, yeah. like it's it's unbelievable. We're in January and he's still top five. This is not like oh, it's the third week of October and Kadri's fifth in points. It's January,
0: and it's not like we've played a crap ton of games. Like we've no. only played, we played significantly less than all those other players in front of it.
1: Yeah, it's not even. It's really not even close. If I could, the <laughs> uh, NHL could get their website working correctly. I could tell you the games played here, but yeah, Drysaitel thirty four, McDavid thirty three. Ovechkin 34, Huberto 33, Kadri 26. The only other guy with even 28 is Aho at 18, and then you have Rantanen in at, at 21 with 20 with 33 points in 26 games. But like, that's the difference here. Yeah. And points per game wise, he's behind McDavid. <laughs> like that's not fair. That's no. Like, he's our second line center mcdavid's at good? 1.61 Kadri's at 1.58 and dry settles at 1.56
0: and i would have if you had told me like he i thought he could have a good year but i thought he'd get a crap ton of power play points he's putting up these points at even strength yeah like it's he's still getting a good amount of power play points don't get me wrong but he's doing both close to equal with his five on five points like he's been really fucking good and even if he still goes on a little bit of a cold streak He's gonna smash his previous career highs. Oh my god, it's not even close. He's all, he's already nine
1: points away to what I would have realistically said he would have gotten coming into this season, which is fifty. And his career high is sixty-one. He's twenty points behind it. In he did that in eighty-two games. He's played twenty-six so
0: far. Yeah, forty-one. Not even comparable. Yeah, he's gonna. I. I. He could play his way out of an Avs contract. He also could he, he might play it. himself into like a $9 million
1: deal yeah. at the end of the year with like Ottawa or something. Like we might've just, we should
0: enjoy this wave while it's still here. Yeah. Because he is been, he has been, and he's going to continue to be really good because the, I just don't see him slowing down. I thought he would slow down. He's just not slowing down, man. Yeah. He's I thought he would it. slow down in November. Yeah. An entire month. He, he just, just keeps just, going. doesn't stop it's been great to see. Cause he did, uh, we can all agree. He, he had a rough 2020. He was snake bitten. He's kind of like what McKinnon was last year. Like he was getting his chances. It's just goalies were making ridiculous saves on him. It felt like, and he kind of turned on a little bit before suspension, but he, he wasn't great last year. I think we can all agree with that. He wasn't no, great.
1: He year. struggled for most of the season. It was really like the last 10 games of the year where he was like, okay, he's playing at second line level, which is what he's supposed yeah. to be. And now he's come into this season as a top five-point scorer. And if you go by points per game, he's second. Like, it's unbelievable. It, like, this shouldn't be
0: happening, but it is. And I have no complaints. No complaints at all. I, I, I hope he keeps going because he's he, – I want him to succeed. And I I honestly think he's going to continue this, man. It's, it's ridiculous. And he's doing it without Val, who's probably – been the second most important player on that line I'd argue. say so yeah I mean Berkey's had his moments but I, we could go on a Berkey tie ride. he hasn't been bad but just needs to shoot the puck more yeah well, what were you saying off air he has one shot in like the past
1: three games yeah three he's games. so he scored the five goals in two games against the Red Wings and the Panthers and since then he's had one shot he has not had a shot in two straight games that's crazy or, shoot the fucking thing, man. You're good at it. I promise you, you'll score sometimes. I don't get this guy.
0: Well, because we were talking about it too, his, his shooting percentage is like 25% right now. Yeah, because he doesn't so he did, Yeah, just shoot the puck more. That, that's my one complaint with Berkey right now because he played, he wasn't bad last night. He, I, he didn't do anything that was like, ah, Berkey. But he, the only critique we can have from him is shoot the puck more, man. And I'm sure that's what Bednar's telling him too. Shoot yeah. the puck more, man. Like you, you have one of the best wrist shots in the league. Trust it, right? Use it. Like you sort, you sort by
1: guys who've played 10 games shooting percentage. Burakovsky's ninth in the league. He has the highest shooting percentage on the team and he's got, he's got 12 goals to his credit, but he
0: only has 50 shots, which for him is not very many. No, but that's the thing. Like the abs have been so good and there's still players who I don't even think have reached their potential this year. No. Like Berkey has a whole another level. You could argue that really the only players who have lived up to expectations so far are Makar, Taves, Kadri. I would say they've surpassed. Kadri and Nutrition Kadri have surpassed, surpassed sure. And Berkey is, still has 12 goals, but we know there's more in there. We know he could he could get to 30 goals this year if he keeps shooting the way he's been shooting, like his shooting percentage-wise. So that's the fun part. And McKinnon still hasn't scored, And McKinnon had so many chances last night too. Okay. I actually do have to bring something up here because okay, people
1: are talking about McKinnon's like down season. You sort by points per game. Again, McKinnon's fourth in the league. Yeah.
0: He's, he's just behind not,
1: Dreisaitl.
0: He's not scoring goals, but he's still affecting the game in so many chances. And if you watched last night, he's just having bad luck. Yeah, like there know, was that one play, was it in the second or third period that he had a puck and it was a wide open net and it just Went off the heel of his stick. Yeah. He hit the post twice last night. He hit the crossbar twice, if I remember right, last night.
1: Yeah, he hit the crossbar twice right after the Blackhawks scored their third goal. And also, I should bring up on here, again, his shooting percentage is 4.1. Points per game-wise, he's tied with Ovechkin because he's played 19 games. On this list of players in the top 50 in terms of points per game, He is. there are three other players with a below 10% shooting percentage. That's Crosby, Adam Fox, and Victor Hedman. Two of them are defensemen, and Crosby missed like half the season. Yeah, Everyone he, else is above 10. He's, he's going, going to start scoring. Yeah, he's going, he going to. He cannot sustain like this. No, and he's th- those good. other guys, Fox is 8%, Crosby's 8%, and Hedman's 9 He is double behind those guys. Yeah. He's going to start scoring. It's yeah. inevitable.
0: And it's going to be a ridiculous run when he does, because it's going to happen. Like it, it, I'm not worried about it at all because he's still affecting the game in such positive. He's still putting up points. Like, it's not like he's sitting out there, like costing his team goals. He's still getting the puck to his other players and they're scoring a shit ton. I mean, what does Landy have? Landy has 10 goals now after the Anaheim game. I think it's 10. Yes. And then Miko's having a great year too. Like the, the points are there and McKinnon is going to start scoring and this is already the highest scoring offense in the league. Mike, come teams. on, man. Come on.
1: Oh, it's just unfair. Sometimes.
0: Yeah. It, really, it is. really is. It really is.
1: Yeah. 29 uh, games. We have 123 goals and that's because yeah. we played four games less than Florida and still seven games less than Vegas. We're only six goals behind Vegas and seven games less. Yeah. Unbelievable. It, it,
0: it, this team is just so good. And that's, that's been the fun part is they have playing so well and there's still so much more this team can do.
1: Yeah, That's
0: the scary part for the rest of the league. Like this team's playing some of the best hockey of the year and some of their best players are not playing their best hockey yet. It has been a depth a depth team. And I, I've seen people saying it online or on online on Twitter that this is the deepest abs team probably in the past 15 years, which is crazy to say because last year we thought they were loaded. This year they're even better. Yeah, and that's when they've you lose Donskoy so and
1: Sod. Yeah, they got so much improvement internally that they were able to replace both Saad and Donskoy, who sod has been good in St. Louis. I'd say, I would honestly probably say even better than he was in Colorado. Isn't he having oh, like yeah. 11 goals? Yeah, he's been really good in St. Louis. Really but, good. But Donskoy, we were talking about this on the live stream, has a fucking goose egg. Yeah. He has the, he's, that, he's got the lowest shooting percentage in the league. It's fucking nothing.
0: He's gotcha. got a zero. He hasn't scored a single goal. And it's... I, I love Donskoy. I, I thought he was great for the Abs. I was worried about replacing him, but you look at it. I mean, O'Connor's taken his spot. Nachushkin's definitely stepped up. And Newhook's been, ever since he's been called back up, has been really good too. So the depth guys are playing fantastic, and your star players still have so much untapped goals. Like th- this team is on paper, but far and away the best team in the NHL, on yes. paper, far and away. I'd agree with that. Yes. So you have that. And then it's just, I'm so excited to see the rest of this team fill out because we've talked about McKinnon is going to start scoring goals.
1: He's going to He's going to, it's, it's inevitable. It's 4% shooting percentage. That's unsustainable, especially for a player like Nathan McKinnon. He's going to start finding the back of the net. I know he's only at what three or four right now. He's going to, at least hit 25 before the end of the season.
0: I say he's at 10 before the end of the month, maybe even more.
1: I mean, who, he might score 10 in one game. He might, yeah. he, his regression might come like on the final three games of the year where he scores like 40.
0: Yeah. Like as bad as it, like, not even bad. I, I hate that. I even bad. said that as unlucky as he's been, I still don't think it's out of the question that he gets to 40 goals, man.
1: I think, I, I, I think, th- I think 40 is a little far gone at this point. I think 30, I'd be happy with, but would you be shocked if it, if he doesn't, I mean, like, he, he'd have to well, score like two every game, but I, he's, he can still, he can still do it.
0: He could, he a shoot like he ha- he could have had two goals last night. If they're a centimeter down, like he would have had two goals last night, but he hits, he hits the crossbar straight on. Like they weren't just like Nikki. He hit him straight more on
1: crossbars than goals. I swear.
0: Yeah. So he's going to start scoring maybe 40 is a little ridiculous, but 30, if he gets to 30, yeah. I wouldn't be shocked. I, th- I think he at least hits
1: 25 before the end of the season. Yeah. And I don't think you can complain because he's, because no. that means he's going to get hot going into the playoffs, which yep. is what you want. You don't want to keep too early.
0: That's going to be so funny. He's still going to get probably a hundred points and have 82 assists. Yeah. <laughs> like 20 goals. Yeah. Like, it's like just going to be the most ridiculous stat line. He's by far having
1: the quietest season in the league.
0: Yeah. Because he's not scoring goals. That's what right. people, that's he's all people not care about. Scoring scoring goals,
1: And that's all anyone cares about. He has. Yeah. He has three goals. You know, that's not a lot. Absolutely, it's not a lot. He's tied with Sam Gerrard. But he's also played 19 games. And points per game-wise, he's right there with Drysaddle, McDavid, and Ovechkin, and Kadri.
0: Yeah. So I'm I'm so excited to watch this team for the rest of the year because just so far, like, it's crazy how fast things can change in a month and a half. Because I think at the start of December, we were definitely a little concerned and now it's just kind of like okay who's stopping this team we're back into that yeah. mentality now
1: yeah it's like all right november you won all those games but you should have let's see what we really got here then we won a, a bunch of impressive games against the rangers and the panthers and i don't i don't count the predators game for anything just because that game was just so bizarre And we beat anything. them in that stretch too yeah back in that november stretch so yeah this, that this sucks. team's real good
0: yeah they're really good and it was it was a really fun, like to close out the Chicago game. It was just a really fun hockey game. It was a fantastic regular season hockey game. So um, we'll give a quick shout out too, to everyone who joined the live stream last night too. Oh we had, God. we had over 2,200 views of that live stream. So just thank you to everyone who tuned in. We have a blast doing them. Um, I wore a fantastic Jersey if you didn't see, so go check that out. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: yeah. Go go Gordon check Hayley. it out and go laugh at him.
0: Yeah um i loved it one of the greatest jerseys of all time oh my God. um but I, just a quick shout that was so much fun man i, I so was much so much
1: fun. we had 90 concurrent viewers during the overtime which is yeah.
0: crazy it was so much fun so just shout out to everyone we're gonna be doing another one here when do we say we're doing our next one man i forgot i don't which think date
1: we i don't think we finalized it yet but we were yeah. talking about it It's we are we talking King. about the, the the california trip
0: yeah it'll be one of the kings or the ducks games that's on national tv um, but yeah, we had a blast doing it. So just shout out to everyone who joined because man, those are so much fun. And those really you get are. to see, you get to see Griffin and I act like five-year-olds when Kale yeah. McCartney's Kale McCartney. Oh, act.
1: I can't wait to do them in the playoffs.
0: I don't know if they're, I don't know if our
1: fans are, are ready for that. Or yeah, I don't know. I don't that. know if Isha will like it all that much. Yeah. Once we start in the I'm, playoffs.
0: I'm a different animal in the playoffs. And I think most abs fans would say they're a different animal in the playoffs. So, yeah. um, it's going to be fun. I, I can't wait. But the uh, I, I just go off topic here a little bit to relate back to what that happened to the AVs. They go down three two. the Penguins and blues game just ended. The blues were up three, two and then they gave up two goals and they ended up losing five to three. So that, that shows you what happens to teams. Usually when you give up two goals back to back like that. Yeah. But it's even more impressive what the abs just did.
1: Yeah. They answered the bell. It was a punk test. They hadn't really been in that spot all year outside of Columbus where they blew it. You had, you have to find a way to win those. Shit happens. You take penalties, you go in a five on three, you give up two quick goals in quick succession. It happens. You can't just be like, well, fuck, I guess we're screwed. You have to find a way to win. And they did.
0: Yep. So I just, I I had to chime that in because it it shows what happens to most teams when they give up two goals back to back like that, what happens. So
1: especially when you give up a lead like that. Hey everybody. Hope you've been enjoying this episode so far. Interrupting to bring you a word from our sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook. Hockey fans, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has a no-brainer offer that'll make you a winner once any shot gets past the goalie. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. That's right, just one single goal in the game does not matter. The team All that needs to happen for you to win is just one single goal being scored. That's it. The NHL got rid of ties in 2005, so this is essentially a guaranteed bet. You're going to win this bet. And if DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, no worries, because everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest, which is what I do essentially every single day and trust me this stuff is fun and you'll want to get it get want to get in on the action as soon as possible with DraftKings daily fantasy contest draft a lineup you can play for as little as a dime every single day it's all up to you and best of all DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit so what are you waiting for download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now Use promo code THPN, throw down $1 on any NHL game, and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit, and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now,
0: back to the episode. Yeah, so um, great, great hockey game. I can't say enough how much fun that hockey game was watching the Avs-Blackhawks. Like, I didn't expect it to be that great game because, like we said, after the first period, I thought the Abs are going to win like 6-2.
1: Yeah, I, I came got- into that game thinking we were going to win it 5-2. Pretty unnotable game. Yeah. Because the, but, Black, the Blackhawks had lost four in a row, but they they, they played well in this game, too. I mean, they, they deserved to win just as much as we did. Yep. Uh, it's Kale McCarr doing yeah. inhumane things to, to Kirby Dock, getting the extra point out of that. I mean, I said earlier, it's been a rough 24 hours for Kirby Dock. I, w- I wouldn't I would be surprised if he got put on uh, injured reserve, just, yeah. just to keep him out of the lineup for a
0: little bit. I think it's it's funny because Kale McCarr is so humble that I think sometimes his humbleness comes across as cocky.
1: It, yeah, it came, his quote was very humble, but it came across as like very cold. Yeah, like just because that's how he is. It was like he he legitimately couldn't remember who was covering him, but it yes. sounds like an insult. It does. Like, right? Whoever was whoever was covering me, like Kirby, that's even yeah. more insulting. Like he genuinely forgot because he didn't yeah. he didn't even catch your
0: face. And the funny part is, too, is he celebrated. Cale McCart never celebrates a goal. And he had a great celly on that Oh, goal. yeah, he, so knew. he knew. He knew. It was like, it was great. So, oh, man. And after that game now, uh, believe it or not, the Avs are in third place in the Central Division. Uh, and we have like six games in hand on it. Yeah, we,
1: are, we are, by all by all accounts, we're winning this division. Yeah. We're and at 690. The Blues just lost and the, this, the site hasn't even updated yet. They're going to drop further in points percentage. They're right now unupdated 652. Yeah. We're well ahead.
0: Yeah. we're. It, I feel good. Mike, this, this team's going to be just fine. Yeah. They may and run and away. It's just,
1: it just updated. So now they're, wow. They, they're points percentage-wise. They dropped all the way to fourth with that. Nashville's at 645.
0: Nashville Her- had an impressive win against Vegas. I know Vegas was on their fourth string goalie, but uh, Vegas, I mean, Nashville went into Vegas and beat Vegas. So Nashville yeah. may be... They may be sneaky good. I don't think they're good enough to win a playoff series, but they could give a team a good they fight.
1: Could, they could make some – I mean, they're 8-1-1 one, one
0: in their last 10. Um,
1: I'm not sold on them as a playoff team yet, but I'm not the be-all, end-all. Yeah. So, Teams go maybe, through spurts. So. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, but It's it's enough of a cushion that they might get into the wild card or maybe even into the top three. Maybe.
0: Maybe. I. I I still think the abs may run away with this division
1: yeah the abs we're gonna run away with this division I still think it's Minnesota St Louis in two and three maybe Nashville gets a wild card spot i I really just don't care about yeah. Nashville
0: but I, it's gonna be fun man so for an abson we're feeling good did we wanna we want, to, we want to preview the game uh uh for the jets on Thursday oh of course yeah I, I think
1: that's gonna be a pretty fun game Winnipeg they've they've won three in a row at this point six three and one in their last 10 they're looking better as of late but at home for the avalanche I think this is a close one closer than than you think it's going to be from what you've told me so far but I think we're going to win this one
0: yeah I I just find it because the abs are so good at home I just find it hard to pick against them when they're at home I I think it's going to be four two abs I think four two abs seems like a good score
1: I think that's pretty fair I'd, I'd go three two but you can always throw an empty netter in there to yeah. make it four two
0: i think four two i i wouldn't be shocked if we see frankie tomorrow
1: i, I you gotta got play him at some point yeah you have the I lead on shocked. sunday so yeah. i think i think frankie goes tomorrow and
0: uh, darcy goes saturday darcy,
1: I, I don't know why i couldn't say darcy yeah. but darcy on saturday for hockey night i agree
0: i agree so we, frankie's second game and in his first game i thought he played damn well So
1: dawned on me. We're going to have another game without fans on on Saturday because we're no, going to Toronto.
0: Colorado. It's in Colorado. Oh, that's right. It's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Come on, man. We're in Colorado. We already, we, yeah. Remember we had the beatdown in Toronto? I know you've buried that deep inside yeah. your mind. No,
1: that's my repression talking. At yeah. least we're just showing highlights of their empty arena.
0: Yeah. Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we'll, we'll be in Colorado. It'll be a packed house. I still think that's going to be a damn good game. I'm so glad that uh, Matthew's test, tested negative and he's going to be there on Saturday. Because that's going to be must-watch TV. Like I'm going to be so lucky to be in the arena and watch that game. It's arguably two of the top five teams in the NHL. I don't think it's arguable that two of the top five teams in the NHL playing on Saturday. So, I I really look forward to that game. But
1: yeah, going to be two high-profile teams going at it. It's going to be a lot better than the first one now that I'm remembering it again. But yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully a lot better at home ice with a healthy lineup and a starting goalie. Yeah. Uh, fingers
0: crossed, but there's still another game in front of us, man. And we know how we know how the abs are, man. That, that Saturday's an eternity away at yeah. this point.
1: We have a whole other game to get to first. Let's not say anything about healthy we, lineups.
0: Yeah. We totally forgot about that. Jack Johnson got hurt in the Chicago game, which was did. Yeah, kind of a bummer. Um, so, I mean, Jack Johnson, like we've talked about on the show, he's been he's been serviceable. He hasn't been bad. So losing him, I think, is still a hit in the lineup. But I I still think, man, I think Murray comes back either tomorrow or Saturday.
1: Yeah, from so everything I've seen, it ball. looks like the weekend.
0: Yeah, like that could lessen the blow. So we will have to go through one game with Curtis McDermott at D, which based on how Curtis McDermott's played lately. I'm not as petrified of it as I was a month ago.
1: Right. As long as he doesn't really play. Cause the thing with McDermott is he's been fine, but he's also played like four minutes every night. It's a
0: perfect amount yeah. for him, man. Bednar figured it out. You throw him out there for four minutes, let him get his legs loose. And that's all he plays. That's all he plays. So that's why it's working. He hasn't been put in a situation where you're like, oh, Jesus, Curtis McDermott. He, he's been he, he's been OK. He had two scoring chances last night. man. He, he did. They're in the first period. He had two shots on goal. consecutively. Yeah. It's unbelievable. When, when he scores a goal, man, I am going to flip shit. I'm just letting you know that now I will be insufferable on the next episode when Curtis McDermott scores. Himself. I
1: can't wait. I really insufferable. Can. I hope he scores in the playoffs. He's going to. Oh, that would be awesome. He's going to score in the playoffs. Game
0: seven Stanley Cup winner, Chris McDermott. <laughs> it's
1: because so, it's that happens. Like Teams that go on deep runs, they have their their nobodies. Yeah. Or I will never forget for the Capitals, their first Stanley Cup win in franchise history was a game-winning goal by Brooks Orpik.
0: Brooks Orpik and then... uh lot Smith- legend Brooks yeah. Yeah. Devontae Smith-Pelly, if I remember right, too. Oh, yeah. Smith-Pelly goal.
1: had seven goals, but Orpik hadn't scored in three years. And he yeah. scored in game two of the Stanley Cup final against Vegas for the first game-winning goal in the Stanley Cup final for the Capitals in franchise history. So McDermott is going to be scoring in the playoffs. He's going He's to, man. Going. And I,
0: oh, my God. I will leave. <laughs> and then
1: Brooke Sorpich scored an OT winner the next year in the playoffs. Like, they, they just find ways to do it.
0: It'll be great, man. I can't It'll be wait. be
1: incredible. I cannot wait for it.
0: Oh. That's uh, going to be so much fun. So yeah, it looks like we'll see Curtis McDermott on D, which they have figured out it. It's don't play him more than six minutes a game and you'll be good. Uh, it also helps you have workhorses like Devon Taves and Kale McCarr and Bowen Byram coming back. So I, I don't expect it. will be six defensemen on the ice, but I wouldn't be shocked if we see five for that game.
1: But when you're playing McDermott, it essentially is.
0: Yeah. So it's- you're going to have five defensemen, but I mean, it's going to be a fun game. It'll be the first time we see the Jets in almost two years now. It's been a long time. Yeah. It's been a really long time since we've played the Jets. So I'm excited to see. I, I, I like when the Avs play the Jets. I think it's just a, they match up really well with each other. I think their top sixes are pretty similar. Like the Avs have a better top six, but the Jets can make an argument. They have a pretty good top six. So it'll be a fun game. I do think the Avs win it 4-2. You're going 3-2. Um, and the just the car keeps chugging along here on the victories for the abs i'm trying to
1: find the last time we played them it was december 2019 uh new year's eve we lost seven to four i remember that game in winnipeg was the last time we played them so it's been over two years it's been a long time since we've seen these guys
0: yeah and it's gonna be a fun game um i always just like playing the canadian teams. There's just something about playing canadian teams that's fun
1: yeah, especially now, because we didn't play them for so long. Yeah, it, it just it's better to have them back again. You you don't realize how much you miss them until you don't play them. Yeah, it's fun. fun. Canadian teams <laughs> really are fun. fun. Games. There's always drama involved with Canada.
0: Yep. So I'm excited for that game. And then I'm even more excited for that Toronto game. That Toronto yeah. game is going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. So it, it's I, I just love how this team's playing right now. I just have no bad things to say. My only gripe is the PK. Other than that, this team's been fantastic.
1: Yeah, I'd I'd pretty much agree. The only thing I'd say can improve is the penalty kill. I, outside of that, what can you even look at?
0: Yeah, you're scoring ridiculous goals. Your goaltender's playing fantastic. Like defense has been unreal all year. They're going to shatter the most goals scored by a defenseman.
1: Yeah, Kelman Carr Clinton. is probably going to be the first guy since Mike Green to score 30 goals as a defenseman.
0: Yeah, it's going to happen. He's already so, at 14. Yeah, he's already 14, and we're 28 games, 29 games into the season. Yeah, he's even so, less. Yeah. And he missed a few. Yeah, he's going to be – they're going to shatter the record. So I, I got nothing else to add, man. I don't know if you got anything else, man. Uh, but,
1: not really. I mean, they're, they're really good. Yeah. Kyle McCarr is the best defenseman in the league. I don't like, there's only so many ways you can say it sometimes. Yeah. The guy's the I best going to win the Norris.
0: Yeah, I love how we go from uh, talking about Devontae's being fantastic. And then, then, literally, the next episode, it's like, okay, yeah, we forgot we have Kale McCarr, who's
1: even yeah. better. Yeah, like, like we acknowledged last episode, like, Kale McCarr is the best defenseman on this team. But, yeah. you know, let's appreciate Devontae's too.
0: Yeah. Like, and, then, it,
1: it, and then Kale McCarr is like, no, let's keep that conversation right here with me. Yeah.
0: Like, I, I am the best, and it's not even close. Not uh, a competition. It's closer than we think, but it's it's Kale McCarr and by far. So, okay. I, ugh, man, we could do a whole episode just talking about Kale McCarr.
1: I did. really like, yeah. like during last season when we were paused after Minnesota, I just gushed about Kale McCarr, I think, for like 45 minutes straight. That's
0: that must, that was a great episode.
1: I would very have, fun. I, I love talking I about Kale. <laughs> All
0: right. Let's end it with the trivia, man.
1: All I right. Went four for
0: five last time.
1: We are on chapter four, Catchy nicknames. Number one, what was Ryan O'Reilly's nickname in Colorado? Was it Oddball, Dragon, Factor, the O Dominator? Uh, it
0: was Factor. It
1: was factor. He answered too fast. I don't even have the answers. Sorry. Or is it? It is C Factor. So you are correct. One, I thought
0: they were. I, I thought it was going to be Rhino. Honestly.
1: Yeah, there's a big typo in the book because they have like six answers here, including quiz time. (laughs) Okay. So that's not right. Let's see. A lot of these are very easy, so.
0: I need a five for five, man. Yeah.
1: So not much we can do about that. Which abs player was known as the Finnish Flash? Finnish Flash? Why am I
0: blanking on this? Antti okay. yeah.
1: Laxinen, Asi Vananen, Riku Hall, or Temu Solani?
0: Temu Solani.
1: Correct. Actually, you only played sure. one year with the Avs? I said that right away. Let me make sure I'm actually right. Yeah, it is Solani. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even look.
0: Yeah, Temu Solani played like one and a half years, I think, with the Avs. So I don't even know. So he still counts. Okay. Yeah, he still counts, I guess.
1: Yeah. So
0: what is Matt Nieto's nickname?
1: Is it Tito, Nemo, Matty, or Big Toe. Uh,
0: Nemo.
1: You are correct. It is Nemo. These are very easy.
0: Yes. Let's
1: see. How about, how about,
0: don't give me the answers. We'll make it a little bit harder. Don't give me the answers and I have to guess it.
1: Okay. So, can't do that one because it's which one is it not. Let's see. Former Abs Netminder, Peter Budai, was nicknamed after which cartoon character? I'll give you, the, I'll give you these. So okay. Peter Rabbit, Ned Flanders, Peter Griffin, or daffy duck wow this one's actually hard i don't know if you'll get this one
0: yeah i don't know if I, is it daffy duck
1: uh it is b ned flanders
0: okay i yeah. did not know that
1: i would i got no, i no, got no. that wrong in my head i would have said uh peter rabbit
0: yeah all right i got that one wrong
1: all right let's see four that's four we got one more this one's interesting. Miko Rantanen goes by which of the following nicknames? Is there multiple to this one? Okay, it's just one answer. I don't know why it's worded like that. Is it The Critic, The Tan Fin, Rags, or Hot Wheels? Does he go by any of those? I have
0: never heard any of these, but there is a correct answer here. Uh, well, The correct answer should be Moose. Um, give me the answers again. Is it The Critic?
1: Which, first of all, what the fuck? <laughs> what kind yeah. of thing is that? The tan, fin rags, or Hot Wheels? So I'm going to just say it's not, none of the first two. Because those okay. are stupid. So it's either rags or Hot Wheels. I'm going to go rags. Give me rags. The answer is D, Hot Wheels. I have, I have not never heard heard ever heard me person call him Hot Wheels. Maybe that was like a thing for like a month? Who wrote this? I, I don't know <laughs> who wrote this make, who's a, ray walker wrote this book copyrighted in 2020
0: there's so, no one who's ever called him that no <laughs> one has
1: ever called miko Randon in hot wheels so that one doesn't even count against you
0: okay fair we'll give me one play. more then
1: you're two for three or can i not count are you three for four
0: i'm three for four
1: okay so which nickname did alex Tange go by during his playing career Tangs? You're correct. It's tags.
0: Yeah. I was trying to think. Yeah, it's tags. Right. That was a weird yeah. chapter. That was. Because it was more difficult than I thought it was going to be.
1: Yeah, well, eventually they just started making shit up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Miko Rantanen, the critic. The
0: fuck? so know. clearly not the answer. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Right now. <laughs> it's, it's a yeah, horrible okay. nickname. Put a poll out there tomorrow on the Teledavs. It is his Twitter and see if anyone knows him as that nickname.
1: I I'd, I'd be curious to see if anyone gets the right end. Cause I would have said rags. It has an R in it. Yeah. What a weird chapter. Okay. So chapter five, which should hopefully be a much more normal chapter is about captains, which okay, would be very easy.
0: Yeah. There's like, there's four, four in history. No,
1: well, there you go. That's one answer.
0: Number yeah. Two,
1: you're right on number two. So you're yeah. one for one already. Cause
0: it's sackic foot hey duke Landeskog.
1: that's it well that was number two in there as of 2020 how many players have had abs captain c the answer is d four so you're already one for one
0: there we go man i had to make up for that after i butchered patrick waugh so yeah it's fine that's we fair. all
1: we all do that i thought we had a, a road game on saturday so fair enough yeah we all <laughs> have it. all right well i got nothing else christian unless I got you know nothing else either come- man all right. So we'll wrap here. Thank you so much to everyone for tuning in. Thank you very much. If you tuned into our live stream last night, like Christian said, that was a lot of fun. Can't wait to do another one here in the coming days, but thank you once again for tuning into this episode of the tell it As it is podcast on the hockey podcast network. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at G Young's NHL. You can follow Christian at Christian underscore Bolle, spelled B O L L E. If you want to follow the show, we'll be doing some giveaways here in the coming days. You can follow us at Teledabs It Is for live game updates. We'll be tweeting out our live streams when we do them, all that kind of fun stuff. Again, that's at Teledabs it is, just exactly how it's spelled in the show. And once again, thank you so much for tuning in. And we will catch you all next time. Hope you enjoy these two games against the Jets and the Leafs. And we will see you guys on Monday. Hope you, hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. And we will see you then